What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Tuesday episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. We are back after a huge weekend of OUA football. We finally have it back after all of this time, and it was so good to see it back in action. A ton of great games. Yes, yes, yes. Wade will say it, but my Ottawa GGs unfortunately lost to his Toronto Varsity Blues over the weekend. Uh, yeah, good good win for you guys, I must admit. Yeah, and... 11-10, a win's a win is a win. Uh, take it however they may come. But before we get into our OUA news with the Players of the Week, we just want to remind you guys that Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by Sauna City Brewing Company. They offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This September, CFP listeners, keep using our exclusive promo code CFL. During checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. And while you're surfing around on the internet, why not stop off at fox40shop.com. Fox40 is helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations. The Fox40 tri-layer whistle mask and the electronic whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com. And while you're there, enter the code CFP15 for 15% off at checkout. And now before we get into everything, I do just want to take a minute. Uh, you know, there was a, a horrible, horrible, horrible incident over the weekend. And if, if you guys hadn't heard that by now, a member of the U Ottawa GG's Francis Perron has passed away over the weekend. That happened following the game against U of T. Uh, you know, I know a bunch of those guys in that locker room are, are heartbroken over that. Um, you know, I, I came in kind of, or I was leaving as he was coming in. So I, I wasn't as close with him, but I know a bunch of the guys that are very close with him. So I, you know, my heart goes out to you guys and to the entire Gigi's family. So I just wanted to take a minute to say that before we do move on into everything that we want to talk about today. Yeah, it's a tough loss, uh, especially the Gigi's who had just lost to player Lowich uh, a couple of years prior to have such tragedy strike twice uh, in such short amount of time, really unfair. It's unfair at any time when that happens. Uh, you never want players to have or people to have their lives taken this short and this soon. Um, but when it's that close to home with the GGs who had a similar situation, it, it just is so heartbreaking for those players. So Coach JV, Coach Nate, the entire coaching staff, all the players, um, my, my heart goes out to you guys. Really hope that you know everything's okay, and I'm definitely going to be keeping you guys in in mind as well, all of CFP over these next, you know, over the next season. And you know. moving on though, to, uh, to, to kind of come back to the show, cause we do still have a great show to get to CBC is the exclusive partner of U sports and the national championships specifically through 2025. So CBC is the English language digital broadcasting partner of the U Sports National Championships. Which includes Vanier, Final Fours, soccer, hockey, basketball. Oh, I said Final Fours, but you know what I mean. They've got it all. They did a great job with the Vanier Cup. I'm so excited for them to continue pushing this forward. But Connor, we've got some breaking news, some special announcements to make. It's our first one of the year. The OUA Players of the Week. OUA week one action kicked off 
finished up over the weekend. So on today's show, we are going to start it off with our players of the week, our OUA players of the week. Then we're going to recap the games. We'll get into some CFL, some NFL stuff. But we are going to start it off with our OUA players of the week this week on offense. Do you want to start it on offense? Because I know this is the guy that you were hammering in the group chat all week. This was the one player where I said at the one o'clock rounds, I'm like, I don't don't see anyone beating him. I don't see it. Keon Edwards, Western Mustangs, running back. Your OUA, week one, offensive player of the week. 26 carries, 174 yards, and three touchdowns against McMaster. A week one, man. I cannot believe the week that he had. It was incredible. Just And he split carries with Trey Humes. He split carries. Split carries with Trey Humes. Both of them went over 150 yards, but you know, Edwards with the three touchdowns, he was, you know, the clear, the clear hammer at the goal line. And he, he was uh, rewarded with those three TDs. Great game from him. Great game from him. Absolutely. They are going to rely on that rushing attack going forward as well. But the defensive player of the week coming from a different end of the province. Yeah. The Queens Gales. We're going to go all the way out. Not quite to the furthest east corner, but to Kingston, the second most east city in the OUA. Anthony Federico is the defensive player of the week for us. He was an absolute force in the Gales win over the Carlton Ravens. Three sacks to himself. I'll say it again. Three sacks to himself. It's a great start. I mean, he was living in the backfield, making Tanner Young's day very, very rushed and uncomfortable. Uh, he screwed a lot of plays up stuffed a Carlton run game that usually gets its game going pretty early on. Uh, Anthony Federico, very big congrats. That's a huge stat line to have three sacks in week one. Instrumental for that Gales in that win. I think he's going to be the guy that really takes over the uh, the Cam, Cam Lawson defensive line kind of role for the Gales. But we have one more award to give out the special teams player of the week. And we love the special teams over at CFP. Check out this stat line. Shamari Hutchison from the Wilfrid Laurier Golden Hawks. Not one blocked field goal, but add to that a blocked punt. Same game, multiple blocked kicks. Okay, most guys go their entire career just hoping to get their hands on one kick. Shamari Hutchinson, twice, one game. Mark it up. Walk off. There we go. Like, Easy as that. Just such speed off the edge uh, on the field goal. It was impressive to see. Uh, but kudos to him. Two block kicks in the single game is a huge task. You know, he just made his special teams coordinator very happy with that stat line. Two blocks is incredible. Shout out to Shamari Hutchinson, the special teams player of the week, picking up two blocks and a win as the Laurier Golden Hawks beat the York Lions in week one. And on that note, Let's talk about the games. Man, there were some good ones. Let's start it off with the Yates Cup rematch, the Western Mustangs versus the McMaster Marauders. And we're going to we're gonna do kind of a more uh, brief recap of these because we do have the full half-hour OUA recap show on YouTube. So check take that two. out. Yeah, take two. There were some technical difficulties that pushed its release to today. But full half-hour recap of every single game on YouTube. So we're going to keep it a little bit more brief here, but if you want more in-depth analysis of those games, you'll catch it on YouTube, CFP and OUA. So 
we go to London. We have the matchup that we wanted, Yates Cup rematch. McMaster coming in after beating Western on home soil to take home the Yates in 2019. And Western comes out and they play bully ball. 8.6 yards per carry. Man, can we can we kind of like pause here on that back for a second? 8.6 yards per carry on the ground in a three-down passing Canadian game is absurd. Like we said, both those running backs over 150 yards on the ground. That's Trey Humes and Keon Edwards. What a day for those running backs. But Jackson White, who we were also very excited to see, Jackson White comes out and does everything that he needs to do. He didn't throw the ball a whole lot, but he was very effective when he did. Had two passing touchdowns. He looked great for what Western asked him to do. And if you're going to run the ball north of 30 times, man, it, you better not miss on the on the, the 17 passes that you have to throw. Then we go to the matchup that we were waiting for, the one between our alma maters, my Toronto Varsity Blues, your Ottawa GGs, 11-10 win, for Toronto it was it was we were looking forward to this one obviously because of the little CFP rivalry that we got going on here across the screen but it was a good game this was you know despite it being low scoring I think this was one of my favorite games on the weekend Clay and Toronto's offense Clay Sequeira their quarterback and Toronto's offense looked very put together in this one you could say And they really beat down the Ottawa defense. Long, sustained drives, completing passes, completing long gains. Clay's rushing touchdown was was very nice. It was a good play design. Obviously, I love the Selly into the end zone with the ball, pointing to the camera. But, uh, yeah, Toronto just kind of diced up and was very, you know, precise, consistent with their offense against against the Gigi's team, who looked like they're still kind of figuring it out. Rodney Estime had a big day for them. Eight catches, over 100 yards uh, in that matchup. But now we go down to Queens-Carlton, the 3 o'clock game. We will circle back to Laurier. uh, But here comes Queens. We know the offensive line has been together, growing year in, year out. It was evident on the field this weekend. James Keenan got the start. He was untouched virtually the whole game. He had had so much time in the pocket to operate, scrambled if he needed to, uh, instead of in 2019 where we saw him kind of scramble just to get out of chaos and end up making more chaos for himself. This year it was more calmed, more controlled, and the O-line was definitely a big factor in that. Keenan and the Gales offense looked great. Flip side of the ball, obviously Anthony Federico was a big part in that win like we highlighted. So was Nolan Bedard, as you'll hear me rant about on the OUA show, but flip side of the ball, this wasn't an awful game for Carlton. I mean, Tanner DeYoung, 294 yards. He led the OUA in passing this week, but their problem was that they just couldn't get in the end zone. And it was tough. I mean, Tanner DeYoung led the OUA in passing yards with 294, just under 300, but nothing across the goal line. It was a tough look for that team who is learning a new scheme, much like Ottawa, uh, but let's go into Laurier now. 37-6 win over York. Defense, ground game, special teams. Four INTs, three blocked kicks, uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown between their top two running backs. But the big story, Connor Carousello out in the game with a shoulder injury. Yeah, you know, we really hope to see him back for those Golden Hawks. But 
yeah, you said it. The story of the game in this one was obviously their special teams with the three block kicks. Four interceptions to start your week is obviously going to help you win a football game. But Laurier did as Laurier does. And under Michael Falls, it really just seems to be, okay, if I don't have a quarterback, which, you know, in this instance, unfortunately, Carousello goes down. He has a run game and a defense that he can lean on, rely on to kind of get those wins and grind out those those gutty wins like he had here. But it was a it was a 34 to six win. So Laurier handled this one. We'll see how they look moving forward. Waterloo and Windsor, man, what a showing for Waterloo in this 42 to 14 win over the Windsor Lancers. I'll let you take it away because there's a play here that you love. And yes, it does not come from one of the Ford brothers, although welcome back to both of them. After opting out, they put on a show. Trey Ford, 276 yards with three touchdowns, one in the air, two on the ground. Brandon Metz looks strong after Dion Pellerin left for the CFL. And then the Waterloo defense, three forced fumbles, including the play of the week, which you can catch on our social media channels, coming from Andy Mello. The safety got free on a plus one off the edge, obliterated Sam Girard en route to Michael Reed scoring an 80-yard scoop and score. So Andy Mello gets the play of the week from the OUA in week one. There was a lot of them. There's a lot of big plays. You'll be able to catch those clips on the CFP social channels. They had a great day in Waterloo as well. That kind of recaps our, our brief kind of run through of the OUA stuff here. You can catch a full 30 minute recap on the YouTube channel. We will put it out on audio for you guys to listen to as well. 30 minutes, every game in depth will be running through all of those games. So check that out for sure. But we are jumping into some U Sports football stuff. Before we get to the U Sports action, if you missed any games from the OUA slate this weekend, or if you are going to be catching any in the upcoming weeks, head over to OUA TV. It's free, live, and on demand. Every game in the OUA available at your fingertips. And if you want to get some great stats, standing schedules, and more, Head over to OUA.ca, find the football tab, and enjoy your searches. Or if you want to go back and watch Keon Edwards run three touchdowns into the end zone, they got the games on demand as well, OUA TV. We love it. We use it very consistently. I was using it all weekend to watch those games. But let's jump into the U Sports action over the weekend. Football kicked off in the Atlantic Conference. And uh, there's some surprises. There were some surprises, but not in the first game. St. FX taking a 33-23 win over the St. Mary's Huskies. The quarterback, Salas Fagnan, had a great showing for St. FX. Uh, definitely going to be a wild year out in the AUS. Lots of teams looking even as Mount A toppled the defending Loney Bowl champion, Acadia Axman, 10-9. Yeah, this one was shocking to see. I did not see this coming. I thought Acadia was going to be one of these teams to watch in the AUS. And now they still might be, but there is some questions obviously that need to be answered. And, you know, maybe Mount A is a little bit better than we gave them credit for, but right now in the AUS, it's looking like X is that team to beat. Well, we have another conference as well. That's kind of turned on its head. The Laval Rouge or and U to M Carabay. They came down to the wire, a missed field goal. Couldn't do it for Laval. 
as time was closing down, they ended up losing 18 to 17 to their arch rivals in blue. That's a tough one to swallow. It's one of the first times Laval's lost back-to-back games since I don't even know when. It's been a long time. I can't remember the last time I saw a Laval team with two losses in that win-loss column to start a season. Shocking to see. What's even more shocking to see at the top of the RSEC standings, Concordia. They picked up another win over the McGill Redmond 36-33. Concordia leading the RSEQ to start 2021. The Quebec Conference is wild right now. It is wild. You know what? If Concordia had Adam Vance, we would have been all over this. But when we heard they didn't have Adam Vance, we shut all the doors on the Stingers. Wrongfully so, apparently, because look who's got the number one spot. Oliver Roy is looking very good. Very good. Oh, it's wild. I love watching the RSEQ right now. It's like Maction, but in Canada. (laughs) That's a great segue Uh, to get us into some CFL action where we see some action coming up north uh, in the occasional form of a player. But let's go through the weekend. Connor's covers, how did you fare? Ah, uh, not great. Not not terrible, but not great for player props. I missed on the Josh Huff over a 56 and a half receiving yards. I hit Willie Stanback over 15 carries, and I hit Nick Arbuckle on the over of 225 passing yards as well, as he had like 309, 310 passing yards on the day. Uh, they did lose, uh, which was a dent in my game covers. I had Toronto covering. They did not do that. I had Calgary covering. They did not do that. I did have BC over Montreal, hit there. And then I had Winnipeg covering Edmonton as well. So I believe I hit that two and two. Not bad. Hit the player props. So, you know, there's there's been worse weeks. I've had an over week. Not horrible. Well, only up from here, unless you do go over. Uh, you know what? Hasn't been great. Hasn't been great this season. I wouldn't put it past me. There's still lots of time to lose left. Hamilton, Calgary. First game. I did not see this one coming. The third string quarterback. Taking down Bo Levi Mitchell, who never loses to Hamilton. Uh, efficiency. I mean, that's the name of the game for some people. Yeah. Wow. Much like we talked about with Western, David Watford coming in for Hamilton now does exactly what Hamilton asks him to do. Obviously, a fresh quarterback in game one against a team that just came off a game with a pile of sacks. You're going to try to keep him standing upright. You're going to try to keep him comfortable. You're not going to try to ask him to do too much. He only missed on three of his attempts. He had 149 passing yards and no touchdowns, but he was upright. He handed the ball off well, which is all you can ask really. That's all you can really ask him to do in that game. And, you know, when they did ask him to throw, he was on target. He hit what they asked him to do. He looked okay, and Hamilton picks up a win. Now, obviously, flip side of this game, Hamilton's defense Looked incredible. Simone Lawrence with his second, yes, second pick six of the season. And this is this is so frustrating because Hamilton's not going to be a good team if without changing something on the O-line. But they keep finding ways to win. And then everyone gets their hopes up because they think, oh, well, this is a different Hamilton team. No, stop. Just try and change the offensive line. Like, please, 
Well, no, I agree. My thing with this is like, yeah, like their defense looks great, but your defense can only bail you out of games for so long. They're going to need to start finding ways to score. They need to put the ball in the end zone. That's been their Achilles heel all season. You, your defense is not going to bail you out for the next your, – your defense is not going to bail you out for the next six, seven games of the season. And then into playoffs, and too, at that. Next game on the on the docket, Saskatchewan over Toronto. Cody Fajardo ended up playing 212 yards, two touchdowns. They played his beautiful ABBA song as he scored a rushing touchdown as well. Wow. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked fine. Yeah. You know who didn't just look good but unreal? KSB. Nine for 99 and a tub. Yeah, the former Guelph Griffin had himself a day leading receiver for that Saskatchewan Rough Riders team as they picked up a win. It was awesome to see, you know, not just a Canadian, but a, a former U Sports guy get in there, have a big time day, and, you know, make, make the highlight reels on TSN. Always great to see. He did have that highlight reel catch over Cody Cranston against Ottawa back in 2019. So he's kind of used to that spotlight. But William Fowler had himself a day as well, 122 on the ground. Nick Arbuckle had 309 in the air and two touchdowns, but the Argos just couldn't get it done. Their ground game was stuffed left, right, and center. They couldn't get it going. DJ Foster couldn't get his wheels turning, nor could John White. Tough one for Toronto as they they drop. Tough one for Toronto as they drop it 30-16. to 16. To the riders. Last couple games here before we get to some NFL talk. BC 27 to 18 over Montreal. Montreal, six field goals. They just could not break through to the end zone. Yeah, nope. They couldn't. That BC defense is sneaky good. Holding VA to 16 completions, two interceptions. Willie Stanback still at 139 on the ground. But the story really for me is Michael Riley, who could be making a sneaky MOP campaign. Another great game. 21 of 25, 308 yards, two touchdowns. Lucky Whitehead does what Lucky Whitehead does. BC Lions looked good in that 27-18 win. BC Lions are making a case for that third seed in the West. I don't think it's a close case, but they could definitely be contenders down the stretch. Yep, they look very good. We'll move into the last game. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 37-22 over the Edmonton Elks. Another loss for those Edmonton Elks who just can't seem to get it going this season. Zach Caleros looked good, 252 and a touchdown. Harris, 97 on the ground. McGuire, your guy. McGuire finds the end zone again. I I don't know how this – like it's just consistent touchdowns from him, but – Is he going to make a feature on Value Village? Like are you going to plug him in one of these days? no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I thought Taylor Cornelius actually played pretty well. I know he had three picks, but he showed a lot of arm strength, which is very promising. And he showed that he could make all the throws necessary to play in the CFL. I mean, even some of his incompletions were just through the hands of receivers because the ball was had too much smoke on it. Yeah, no, he, I mean, the three interceptions again or whatever, Jake, Jake Mayer with his start kind of skews the curve a little bit, but Cornelius, for again, for what he what he was asked to do, he went out and was effective. Say what you will about the three interceptions. I'll give him some leeway. Like you said, three-game rule here for him. 
but yeah, he, he showed some promise. He showed some arm strength. He showed that he can read the defenses a little bit. Obviously he's going to have to work on that throwing three picks is, is, uh, you know, never good, but it's, it's something to build on. They'll work with them. They'll get them in the film room. I'm, I'm not too worried about it right now. It's not like he's a, he's a third year vet going out and throwing four, four interceptions to start the season. And we'll get through some NFL news now. Brandon Zilstra, first touchdown of his NFL career. Alex Singleton, 20 tackles through two games as well. Yeah, Zilstra, finding the end zone finally. He was a guy that we kind of had our eye on last year. Nice to see him get in the end zone, bust one this year. And Singleton continues to impress in the NFL. He's one of those quick, speedy linebackers, sideline to sideline guy. 20 tackles in two games. That's 10 tackles a game. The guy's all over the defensive end of the field. And Javon Holland next up. Uh, he's one of PFF's top graded rookies right now, uh, which is great to see for him starting in Miami a game as well. Uh, Josh Palmer, two for 21 against Dallas. He had another grab in Washington the week prior. And then Ben St. Juice looked good for Washington so far uh, in their first two games. I think of that list, I mean, like Javon Holland, obviously I'm excited about Josh Palmer against Dallas. You know, 21 yards, nice to see him getting involved a little bit. But of the Canadian rookie class right now, or I guess of the Canadian young group of talent, Ben St. Just has, has kind of been one of my favorite guys through the first few games. He's looked very good in his first two starts, and his size is so impressive on the field. Like, it is just so imposing to walk up to a wide receiver and be, you know, bigger than him or at least the same size as him and be a rookie and be as strong as that wide receiver as well. That's something I've really noticed with uh, St. Just is his strength out on that corner position. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for this kid because if he keeps if he keeps climbing at this rate, he's going to be very successful. So much fun to watch. And on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. We start out with the OUA Players of the Week, so if you missed that, Go check out our social pages. I mean, you've made it to the end of the episode. If you forgot, go check out the social pages. Uh, as always, though, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. And as always, the Canadian Football Perspective podcast is network is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations like the Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 for 15% off your order. And we all know that football and beer is a good pair, but why not make it a great pair with Sada City? The Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sadacitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This September, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. You must be of legal drinking age. Again, that's it for Tuesday's episode. Thank you so much for listening. You will be able to check out our OUA show, as we said, 30-minute full OUA recap of week one on YouTube. We'll be putting it out on audio as well. Of course, stay tuned to CFP for all the great episodes. You got Marsh on the A Block, special A Block episode with the new owner of the BC Lions as well. That was a great episode. Highly suggest you guys go check that one out. Great interview. Obviously, on Wednesday, we got the breakdown coming up. You got a double show with us on Tuesday with the OUA show and All Canadian. Thursday, we're back at you with another All Canadian. 
We'll take you shopping at Valley Village. We'll give you some covers. Then Friday, Marsh will be back with the A Block. That's it. We're out. We'll catch you guys on Thursday. Keep your ears to the ground for all of the OUA action here on CFP. Oh, 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 oh,